and welcome, welcome to 2022, uh, the Entrepreneurial Series. My name is Colin Miles, aka The Numbers Guy, and today we are welcoming to the hot seat, as some people like to call it, Madeline McDonald, who is the MD of one of, well, her own business, and I'm not going to steal her thunder by uh, telling you a little bit about her, because she can do that herself. So, uh, so welcome, Madeline. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Thank uh, you for having me. No problem. <laughs> Appreciate you being with us and stuff. So, um, so let me explain a little bit to the viewers who have are perhaps new to us today, and also a little bit uh, to the people joining us again. So, welcome to what I'm calling the Miles Better Conversation, the Entrepreneurial Series. My name is Colin Miles, aka the Numbers Guy, and in this series, I look to interview a variety of business owners from around the world. And today, we're coming uh, live from London. Uh, as well as uh, South Carolina, and uh, we hope to have them reveal what drives them and how they approach their individual businesses. The interview series lasts around about 30 minutes. I hope you stay through to the end, but you can drop in and drop out. They will be uh, recorded going live on YouTube and Facebook for those joining us, but also we'll obviously have them pre-recorded uh, available for replay. The idea behind the series is I'm making it my mission in both 2021 and now in 2022 to help as many small business owners grow, scale and profit faster by sharing other entrepreneurial experiences and thoughts because it can be very lonely at the coalface and most entrepreneurs think this is something that's never happened before. Well, guess what, guys? It's happened to us all and we're going to share some of those experiences. So together we can hope overcome the fear of success and take action today rather than someday. And as I said, my guest today is Madeline uh, from her own company, which is rolling across the bottom, which is Square Circle Digital. And you're a brand specialist, I believe, Madeline. That's what your website tells us. So give us the five-minute pitch on all things Madeline. Yeah, so um, Square Circle Digital, that's the um, little business that I run. It's a marketing agency, in the very broadly speaking. Um, and specifically, we work with... Um, paid social advertising. So Facebook ads and Instagram ads, um, that's what we specialize in. Um, and we also offer a couple of other things in the digital marketing world, but always related to paid social or kind of complementary to paid social. Um, so that's that's what we specialize in, mostly working with small businesses and startups. Um, and we do a lot of e-commerce and um, that uh, sort of, yeah, website sales, internet uh, businesses. Um, those are kind of the majority of our client base. Um, and I've been doing this for about four years now. So I started out freelance and now I've been more recently building it up into more of an agency type model. Cool. That's a very quick pitch. Yeah, no, you like. I'm sure we're going to get some more details as we move through. Uh, some of the questions give you an opportunity to you know, delve a little bit deeper into that uh, as, as we move forward. So as I said, I call this the Miles Better Conversation, uh, and we have 10 questions. So the Miles Better 10, as I refer to it. So we're going to leap straight in uh, to keep things moving along nicely for everybody and to enjoy. So I believe that small business owners are really like superheroes, all right? Uh, and so often we have what I refer to, and I think other people do, an origin story. Why do I think you're a superhero? Well, what's yours, and how did this allow you to take the leap and become an entrepreneur. So really your background, what what got you to where you are today? Yeah, it's kind of interesting because I, I mean, I would say I completely fell into um, this way of life. <laughs> um, it wasn't like it was my sort of childhood dream, which I know a lot of, um, a lot of entrepreneurs and 
you know, sim similar people will say. Um, but I really fell into it. So after I graduated uh, from university, I went into a corporate job and kind of um, uh, went down that sort of regular track of, you know, graduate um, working in London, uh, doing well, I was doing a marketing job, actually, so related to what I do now. Um, but yeah, that was the sort of track that I was on. And to be honest, I, I probably thought that I'd be on that track for the rest of my career if I was looking that far ahead. Um, but um, yeah, so I worked in a tech company. It was very interesting. I did a lot of different roles and I, I learned a huge amount um, about all things business, startups, um, and even tech, which is um, uh, interesting because I was a languages graduate, so not sort of super related to um, okay. what I ended up working in, but all very interesting stuff. Um, however, after a few years, um, doing that I just kind of wanted to be independent I think I wanted to go my own way a little bit um, and I left the job to do a master's so I kind of had a bit of a break to consider where I was going to go in life um, and yeah I think I I pretty much just stumbled on this concept of self-employment and I stumbled on some communities online and some people that were kind of making it work and for example people who were traveling a lot whilst working the sort of digital nomad type um, idea and other kind of related things. So I, I stumbled up on these communities and these people. And um, yeah, through that and through some contacts and friends who kind of encouraged me to look for different avenues to kind of make my own way. I uh, that that's really much how I how I got into it. Um, so one of the avenues that um, I was seeing a lot was people doing online advertising. Um, and that's pretty much what I do now I guess so I started to learn Facebook ads and um, started to yeah try to find business find clients and uh, obviously refine my own skills in that area and drawing on the experience that I already had in the corporate world sort of meshed them together and um, ended up yeah being able to uh, remain self-employed <laughs> and um, and now sort of bringing it into this brand that I have Square Circle and um, and the sort of little sort of agency model that I have. So it was very much, I stumbled upon it, I think. And, um, uh, but I think just persisting through, you know, the first difficult years, um, that was probably also key to, you know, to getting to the place that I am now, um, which is, you know, a bit more comfortable. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, stumbled on it and just stuck with it. But I think maybe the, the main thing was that I stuck with it rather than that. I had some crazy idea that I was going to set up this amazing thing. So I think every journey is different, but that's what mine is. <laughs> well, how did you come up with the name? I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm guessing the the circle inside the square. You know, there's obviously something there, but it's an yeah, interesting name. I, yeah. So I think that so there's this concept of squaring the circle, which I think is a sort of mathematical slash philosophical concept and it means it's something that you can't do it's like an impossibility um, and I sort of remembered this concept from my university studies so I studied modern languages and I did a lot of foreign literature so French and Italian literature uh, one of them was this amazing medieval author called Dante uh, Italian and, um, and and he talks about this concept squaring the circle right at the end of his work uh, so I think it just sort of had stuck in my head and it was this idea of doing something impossible. Um, and so I think that's something that's quite nice to at least try, you know, try to do difficult things and overcome obstacles. And so, 
it was partly that. And then obviously it lends itself to a visual representation of sorts, even though it's something that it was not supposed to be able to represent. Um, but yeah, so I just uh, kind of found that idea and and again, just ran with it. <laughs> and often, you know, obviously being the numbers guy and working with entrepreneurs, they all say, well, how should I come up with a name? Well, sometimes the name can be just literally what you've just talked about, something that resonates with you, because if you can get behind it and can become passionate about why there is that, you know, the origin story and the background to it, well, then you can run with it, you know, and that that then you own it is if you try and come up with something that's artificial and, and not that, that isn't, uh, you know, is forced well it, it comes across that's forced isn't it and stuff so, so and then again a bit like trying to jam a round peg into a square hole or vice versa to carry right. on the circle but uh, um so yeah so it, it's good that there's a, an origin story and i'm sure yeah I, I had a quick look on your website again this morning and you know that some of that gets explored your history you know, i know you went to oxford and you're a language and so you know i think my my tip on that and really the point of this uh, for other entrepreneurs as to what are these questions relating to is you need to think about what is your origin story because it's a powerful message as to why you ended up doing what you're doing because it creates credibility in my opinion anyway certainly that you know if somebody said well why did you do this well when you're in this day and age of all well, you're in social media it's all about the social isn't it i mean if, if we didn't share our stories then people don't don't understand and i'm sure that that's perhaps some of the things so um, it did occur to me this morning, actually, that uh, uh, I may have to change tact with you and come to you as a client um, because we've launched. A, I've got a, a, a condo uh, in Turks and Caicos that we're trying to do some marketing through Facebook uh, and Instagram and raise awareness. So I'm thinking, well, I might uh, come yeah. online and revert and say, well, you know, what can what can we do together from from that point of view? So you never know where it's going because I know <laughs> you're focused to see, and obviously I'm moving in B to C rather than necessarily B to B. So uh, always always an interesting challenge. So cool. So thank you for that. Um, I say we'll come out a little bit later as well with some of the other questions uh, as to how you got to where you are so what's number question number two what's the biggest challenge and you can't say covid because that's old news now okay what's the biggest challenge you have right now in your business and how you're trying and working to overcome that that's a really interesting one i think a lot of business challenges are actually just personal challenges um and kind of issues that you have with yourself that you're trying to get over um so maybe this is one of them, but I think uh, maybe one of them is just figuring out how to expand and let go of control. Uh, <laughs> I think when you start out um, as just yourself, like a solopreneur kind of thing, which I did, um, you're used to having control of everything and ha holding the reins very tightly, probably. Um, and your business is your baby, as they say. So it's very hard to I think it is hard to kind of contemplate letting go, but at a certain point, if you want to expand, you have to take on other people and, you know, build out a team and figure out how to make that all work. Um, and that means letting go of a bit of control. So I think um, I would say, yeah, reducing my controlling tendencies <laughs> is uh, probably something that I'm uh, going to try and figure out in the next few months. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. And, and that is a, it is a classic entrepreneurial challenge. I mean, it's probably is the big yeah. one as to how to move from being that single, um, that single person that did everything. Um, and you only have eight hours a day. I mean, okay, there are 24 hours, but you have to sleep and all the other bits. And even if you say, well, I work 24 seven, there are only 24 hours in the day that, uh, that Madeline can apply. And I know that you and I have been working together to move you slightly towards this agency model where you're using other people to deliver 
um, but also allowing you to have the control. And that comes down to systems, I think. Is probably yeah, systematizing and sort of probably downloading your brain onto, you know, processes and um, software and technology. Yeah. Um, but it's, I guess you then have to take the time aside to do that. And it's then you do it once and then it's done, right? And then someone else can sort of take it over and use yeah. your processes. Correct. So I think, yeah, that's the point that um, I'm trying to breach, let's say. Yeah. And I think my tip on that would be calendar management. I mean, really, it's a case of, you know, they will, the, our days yeah. aren't really so busy. It's a bit like today, we've both, um, so appreciate you carving out some time today, um, you know, and I've book these in and have the slot and go, okay, that's when I'm going to do it. And the prep work is before, and it becomes a calendar time. Uh, and I've certainly, I, I found that even, you know, as, as a very powerful tool that, you know, modern calendar working and blocking it out and saying, no, I'm not. Now, sometimes those times will get stolen. But if you go, you know, when I wrote my course, I had to spend so much time, I had to almost block every afternoon between four yeah. and six, I'm working on elements of the course because it was so big i mean i sat down and went gee i'm never gonna get this done and it was like month weeks and then you know that procrastination starts kicking in and i'll do that tomorrow and then i'll put away the whole day you can't put away a whole day your life just gets you know you've got to earn some money so you got to do some work so you know it's, it's that fact and stuff so so cool no i think that's a, it's a that's a common challenge and i'm pleased that yeah. you're, you know, <laughs> here to help from my perspective when when and how i can so cool so number three is obviously about developing uh, and moving forward. So how do you continue to learn in order to stay on the top of your game within your role and your industry? And particularly, I'm interested to understand about the Facebook algorithm and the way that they keep changing the data and the I, the Apple um, change with ISO 14 and how that probably has dramatically changed your latest challenges. Someone could let, let you yeah. go. You don't have to answer that question if you have <laughs> That's quite a big question, but no, um, well, in general, staying on top of things. So I'm in a few online communities, so specifically um, some Facebook groups and then some kind of Slack groups that relate to um, like, yeah, specific organizations that I'm part of. Um, so that provides, uh, yeah, it just, it, it keeps me updated in the sense that there are so many other people in these groups, you know, they will have the same questions as me, so they will potentially pose the question other people will answer or I'll be able to chip in we can share knowledge um, but that's been a big way that I um, yeah share knowledge uh, learn from other people kind of stay updated as well because people will talk about like the news in the industry and things like that so um, that's really been a huge way there's a couple of like notable um, ones that I'm part of one is marketing kind of broadly and then the other one relates to Facebook ads very specifically um, so so yeah, that's been very helpful. So just being in communities that are valuable and offer value. Um, actually, both of those communities that I'm uh, part of, they do events and things like that as well. So a lot of the time I'll tune into an event. Um, and most of them have been on Zoom recently, of course. Um, so it's kind of easier than ever almost to keep up with, uh, yeah, keep up with learning. So. I, yeah, I, I, that's been super helpful for me. Um, it's all just been online <laughs> um, and learning from other people. I think learning from your peers as well, mm -hmm. um, that can be pretty valuable. And then you're sort of, uh, you're making contacts, making friends at the same time. And you're, it's quite reassuring almost, I think to learn from a peer rather than someone who's kind of above you or further ahead from you, that's useful in its own way. But I think learning from peers is quite reassuring um, that you're sort of you're in step and you're mm -hmm. you're on the right track with things. Um, so yeah, so those have been some really.
big ones and they have helped i mean the facebook ads community was pretty helpful on the changes with ios that you mentioned last year um although i think it's fair to say that a lot of people uh in my industry are quite confused about it probably myself included um i think maybe it hasn't always been communicated super well like what's going to happen uh, so there's been a lot of uncertainty and a lot of that has been a question of like just trying to ride it out and deal with like the changing environment um deal with changing ways of working um like my way of managing ads has changed a lot because of the way that that has just impacted everything uh so <laughs> yeah lots to keep up with um and also i suppose you have to realize that at a certain point um learning is important and it goes a long way but you can learn a lot on the job as well and you also have to execute so i think you can't get blocked by thinking that you don't know enough or you haven't learned enough no, i think I... a lot of the time you just have to kind of push through mm -hmm. and um do the best work that you can um mm. yeah cool. i mean that sort of comes back a little bit to the the fear of success that i, I mentioned right at the beginning that you know entrepreneurs feel that they you know we're how am I going to be successful? And I have to be successful. Well, sometimes it's a case of making the mistake and a little bit of failure and then adapting and, and, and moving forward. So, uh, so cool. Good. So love the thing about the network uh, and being in groups. I, I believe strongly in that. In fact, in my latest coaching tip is one of the um, that I launched just last week about adversity is that actually being part of a network can, and having a, a supporting tribe of advisors can help you overcome adversity in a, in a great way because it will feel like the end of the world to you today, but it is likely that somebody else has already experienced that in bucket loads. And, and as you say, talking to a peer about what the hell did I do wrong there? Well, actually, we did the same thing and it isn't the end of the world. Just do this and it will come back if it's, you know. Yeah. Um, I always think about something I when I first took on a client, I deleted over a thousand transactions out of a thing and I had no idea I came back and I went onto a network and they said, oh, no, no, they're all backed up. You just have to do restore, left click, right click, you know, a, a little hidden trick and they all pop back up. I'm like, yeah, you know, a bit like the ISO, what actually is the changes and, and people don't know unless you share it. So the hacks, I think they're called nowadays, aren't they? So cool. Mm. Good. So question number four, knowing what you now know about running your business, if you had a time machine and you could go back, what would you do differently? Um, <laughs> that's a really good one. I think, well, I would definitely find community quicker. Right. So I think I was um, a little bit uh, afraid to kind of get too much into community. Probably I had some imposter syndrome or something like that, which again, yeah. I know is very common for people. Uh, so I think I would just, yeah, get stuck in um, more sooner because I think that would have just helped me again, if I had a problem or if I needed moral support, often it's the moral support more yeah. so than the actual mm -hmm. brainstorming that's, um, that's important. But yeah, so having communities sooner, um, I think, just trying to be less afraid of things um, in general. So less afraid to reach out to potential clients or prospects, less afraid to just mm. get stuck in and you know do the work and execute even if it's imperfectly. Um, I think you can just hold yourself back by your own sort of barriers <laughs> in yeah. those respects. And I think, I mean, it's hard to get over that if you're kind of in the middle of it, but I, yeah, if I had to tell myself, that's what I would do. Cool. No, I, again, you know, being a business mentor, that's one of the messages we often talk to new clients about when you're coaching. Very easy to say, but also very difficult. Yeah. Because, you know, we've all been there. Yeah. And often the case of choosing to become the entrepreneur is because you don't want somebody telling you 
what you have to do. You feel you know what you're doing. But of course, that makes us, you know, jack of all trades, master of none type situation. And it's very lonely at the coalface of being an entrepreneur. But you you almost have to go through that, I think, is in some cases. But it's how quickly you can go through that to come out the other side. Yeah. You know, and your comment about perfection is true. You know, got to have... Uh, when I get a new client, and oh, we can't launch anything yet until we've got the website and we've got the marketing and we've got the pro procedures. And I'm like, well, how are you going to earn any money? Oh, no, I can't do any of that until it's all, well, no, it, it, it's it's a stage. Yes, they're all part of it. But, uh, you know, um, it's it's you've got to get out there. You've got to put yourself out there and, and expect to have some pushback. Yeah. Learn from it, won't you, and stuff. Because just because what you think is perfect, the marketplace won't know it's perfect until you test it, until you put something out there. And they go, that's rubbish. And you spent months and it's like, does nothing, you know. So, uh, so cool. Good. What do you think are the leading qualities of makes a great entrepreneur? What, what do you think, what would be your perhaps some tips to makes a good entrepreneur? Or who do you, who do you look up to, to, to as, a, as a good entrepreneur out there? I think that's a, it's a funny word for me because I think when I think of it, I still think of, you know, someone like Mark Zuckerberg or Elon Musk, like the, the huge, uh, you know, tech billionaire types. But of course, um, it doesn't have to be just uh, those types, which are like one in a million or whatever. Um, but I think when I think of someone who sets up a company that really does something super different and kind of creates their own niche, um, I think that you need a huge amount of self-belief uh, almost like on the verge of delusional self-belief um, to kind of push through that idea and like create the niche or create the demand for what you are trying to sell. Um, so I think um, that's what I associate with those kind of huge players, if you like. Um, but I do think that that can be valuable even like on a much lower scale, like um, where I'm operating, let's say. Um, I think that having self-belief, having confidence in, in what you're offering, that's probably a uh, pretty important thing I think if you don't have confidence in yourself and what you're offering then your clients are not going to either um so uh I think that is definitely something to learn from those types um yeah self-belief I think there is something about um originality which again I don't think that every entrepreneur has to do something as original or as different as those huge players again mm -hmm. um but um I think that probably every business has their own angle, like within the marketplace and their own differentiators. And um, you actually might not really realize what they are until later. Um, but I think it's a quality that you, you you have to have in some capacity, like to know what you're doing that's slightly different or yeah. to know what you're doing that would add slightly different value to someone else. Yeah. Um, and that possibly comes all the way back to the sort of the, your, your key message and where your origins come from. You know, how did you get to what did you, you know, you said you were doing languages at university um, and now you're in marketing, which, you know, some people might go, what's the connection on, on the on the you know top level? But I'm sure there is, as you talked about the Dante circles and the, the you know, understanding how languages evolved because modern language was not modern. It was old language. And then, you know, and I'm sure that if we delve more time, that actually that's probably some of your, origin story and your message is coming across as well what I learned there about languages resonated with me and how I can help somebody else learn a new language I mean Facebook and advertising is, is almost like a new language isn't it is it, perhaps if I'm maybe I'm grasping at straws here for you but that's the sort of the thought I think that you know yeah you know, definitely connections yeah <laughs> 
So cool. Good, good. All right. So I believe life's a journey. Uh, and so uh, um, we're looking for some advice for you for perhaps somebody new who's thinking about becoming an entrepreneur. And the reason I use the word entrepreneur is really it's anybody who's not in a paid job, you know, because you've, you've, you're having to put yourself out there because the moment you stopped it in that paycheck, the only person who can generate the next paycheck is you, isn't it? So hence, hence <laughs> I, I do believe we are all entrepreneurs. We're, we're taking on that risk of knowing that if we don't do something, nobody's going to pay us yeah, in that situation. So what would yeah. be your best advice on how they might avoid failure? What is that taking the leap, really? I mean, that's really the thing because, you know, a lot of people would love to do it, but they don't do it. So what might be your advice about if you do take the leap to try and avoid failure? Uh, failure as in um, not being able to generate your, your paychecks and having to kind of give up the whole thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I think you have to be very, very realistic. And I think you have to know that it might well be very hard for some time. Um, so I would probably say to someone considering it, just make sure that you, you know, you're not sort of jumping out into nothing. Um, like have some kind of safety net that's going to take you through the difficult bit, let's say. Um, I, yeah, so I, I would say, yeah, just be realistic about that and understand that. I mean, maybe you're going to be some kind of prodigy who's amazing at yeah. everything and makes a million dollars in three days. But um, it's unlikely, is it? I mean, most but just yeah. <laughs> um Apart from those rare cases, um, just being realistic about um, the fact that so many people have a hard time when they start out. So just be prepared for that. Um, and then I think I would say to be prepared for like the emotional ups and downs uh, and the lack of security, because if you have a job, which I did before uh, and, and many people will have, um, you just you don't know what it's like <laughs> to not know uh, whether there's going to be a paycheck. So just being prepared for the emotional ups and downs and being comfortable that uh the downs will eventually kind of go up most likely you know if you keep plugging away <laughs> um, yes so um yeah and it, and it's i don't know i don't know if it's for everyone um that sort of lack of certainty yeah no and, and, and I, just I, to be sure that you're like happy comfortable existing that way yeah but I also think that comes I mean that's going to lead on nicely into my next question about you know it can be very lonely I think as an entrepreneur because you've taken that leap and and how do you so how in your situation and we'll come back to survive that how do you overcome that feeling of it being you know emotional roller coaster and the loneliness that sometimes happens I mean you've touched on it a little bit by the network mm -hmm. stuff, so it's somewhat we've already answered this question a little bit but uh, is there anything specific you might like to share um so apart from the network, um, gosh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> wait, repeat the question again. <laughs> I think something will come. We've somewhat answered it from earlier. It, I, the question is, it can be very lonely as an entrepreneur, and how do you mm. open this feeling? Uh, I think experience of getting through things can be very helpful. So, and I think that applies to lots of the things we've talked about. So it applies to the conversation about like self-confidence and self-belief as well um once you know that you can do something then i think that that fuels you for the future so i think in terms of you know feeling like you're just all alone on this journey um i think once you kind of know that you can get through it um you sort of start to feel a bit better about it i would say but it's true that you can't do everything alone and so you do have to go to the network and um 
just yeah try to have people around you and you know even support from your sort of uh friends in normal employment let's say um just yeah sort of don't like isolate yourself <laughs> i think that can be a temptation okay love it good good um so we've talked about entrepreneurs being master of you know jack of all trades got lots going on all the time so my next question is what's your approach to juggling the many plates that we have to spin when running a small business because you've already mentioned you know you're also trying to give some of those plates away but you can't just ignore them can you because they're going to think so what's your approach so far what perhaps was your approach and where might it go so just yeah yeah um definitely trying to bring people on that can help you to juggle the plates and uh handle things especially uh things that you're less expert in and which they might be more expert in i think that is important um and then i suppose just being aware of your your best ways of working let's say so for example um you might know that you work well on creative things in the mornings and you don't work very well in the afternoons but maybe you get a second wave in the evening i think i've just described myself actually so um you know so it's just making sure to sort of schedule your work for the times that you know that you're productive for example in the day um you know just yeah knowing yourself and knowing how how you work best and how your day kind of goes and your schedule and just making sure to put things in the right boxes. I think that's been very important for me um, because, you know, obviously you start out, you don't have a schedule at all. No. So you have to kind of put things, you have to make your own. But um, yeah, just having the discipline, knowing yourself and um, sort of matching that up together. Makes sense. Makes sense. And I, I think that's a great tip about actually, you know, when are you most productive? Because if you're most productive yeah. on this, then let's do that then, because that will reduce the amount of time you have to yeah. start doing it. You're right. Completely. You know, and, and another thing about that, I think there's some probably some good psychology behind this that um, we could go into. But um, your willpower is also high, higher at certain points of day. Actually, I think it's basically when you wake up. Um, so if you have things that you um, you know let's say the creative work yeah do it in that time when you know you're productive and um, but also things that you don't want to do or difficult tasks or stuff that you're putting off do it when your willpower is high which is the morning scientifically i think so i think there's a lot that you could bring into that but um no but that's but that's also an, an, an important thing that as you say you know do things when you're when you're you know playing i use a, a coaching technique called playing from a 10 um, and that actually external factors, your skill base doesn't change really over the day, but your attitudinal approach, your willpower to use your word does change through the day as external influences happen. You know, if you get a crappy email come through, that's not what you really wanted. Don't then start trying to do something creative at that point or something that's very analytical because your mindset is going to be totally in the wrong place. You'll be like, and then you make more mistakes and then it, and it rolls through uh, and yeah. stuff like that. So, no, good. I like that. I like that. Um, so almost coming to the end here. So thank you for your time and, and, and some really great insights as well. So tech is becoming more and more vital in running a small business. We're using some tech here. I'm sat in South Carolina. You're sat in, uh, in London. Um, you're my client as well as a guest. Um, I look after your accounts. I'm in another country. So and we're doing that through tech. I couldn't have run my I couldn't set my business up. Um, I set up in 2014, and it was because of tech that allowed me to do it, the internet, the ability to have shared files, all that type of thing. So tech is very important running a small business from my perspective. What is your top suggestion tech 
for entrepreneurs should be using? What do you think? If I'm, I'm thinking, I know what you're going to say. Facebook. <laughs> 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 yeah. But, you know, is um, it a tech that you swear by? So I have a very good email client, which I think simplifies everything, but I think that's probably quite a boring recommendation. Um, so well, one that's amazing for marketing and all things marketing is called uh, Zapier or Zapier. I'm not quite sure how to pronounce it. Um, and it, what it does is it sort of integrates all the different marketing tools and tech that you might be using and allows uh, you to, yeah, integrate them, pass messages to each other, make them work together without you having to do a lot of manual work or any sort of coding or anything. So um, I think that is an amazing tool. Um, it will allow you to do things like send emails automatically when someone, let's say, fills in a form on your website. Um, uh, yeah, all sorts of many, many, many use cases, which are just uh, fantastic. So I think that's a really good bit of tech. Um, but that is specific to marketing, not to all entrepreneurs. No, but um, it's all about automation, isn't it? I think is what uh, is probably what that. Um, yeah, automation exactly. Go back to the spinning plate situation. The more that we can automate, the more that we can actually have something do it either for us or nudge us when it's to doing. I think that helps us from. Yeah. To, to but on the other hand, I suppose that can also make us feel that we can do more and more ourselves when actually we perhaps should. I mean, do you make, they're called Zaps, aren't they, I believe, from, from the Zapier. Yeah. Um, do you, for your clients, do you create the Zaps? Is that, is it, so if, because if, I, I know about them, but they're like, I think the only one I ever used uh, was to get my linking of, uh, to try and get my Instagram account to talk to Publer, which is a social media publishing thing. And that was, and, that, and they, they walked <laughs> Jesus Christ, this is like, you know, because I'm not in that. And I'm like, no. <laughs> so I think I've already got one. It it's supposed to be easy, but <laughs> uh, I think occasionally there are some um, slightly more complicated bits. Um, yeah, I mean, it just it's supposed to help you automate. Um, and it certainly is helpful for a lot of marketing. And yes, I, I have set that up for clients occasionally. Another interesting thing it can do is like fill Google Sheets. So, for example, again, if you have like a form that someone's filling in, or a type form or some other thing like that. It can send the responses to a spreadsheet. And okay. um, I mean, I think there could be there could be use cases outside of marketing, actually. Um, yeah. I would say another thing that's very a simple hack <laughs> is uh, turning off notifications on your phone. I think that's a great hack for anyone who wants to focus um, better and not be distracted all the time. Um, mm -hmm. So I have used that to good effect uh, the past few years. Yeah. And, so yeah, no notifications. And I'm. I'm probably I'm nodding my head because only this week <laughs> I turned off one of the notifications on one of the on the social media because it's just driving me insane. And you get that you look because you know there's going to be and most of the notifications are rubbish. You know they're not yeah. they're not what exactly. you feel. I might miss a lead. I might miss a lead. Well, if you come back to the calendar management, put some time in when I'm going to go and check maybe once a day. Um, and there's all the old adage, isn't there, about not checking your emails first thing in the morning or only having don't let your emails drive you. Now, there's different approaches. My personal approach is that on my screens, I've got all my messages up all the time because I want one of my USBs, to, as you well know, is that if you've got a, if you've got a question, it's urgent for you. And therefore, I need to be able to solve that quickly so that you can move forward. So slightly different. Um, but that's a message rather than, as you say, John. Yeah. Did a, a I let through, you know, WhatsApps and calls. Um, but not, you know, something from Instagram or 
um, something from a random app that I never use because that's just kind of unnecessarily like bringing me out of my focus into looking at this useless thing. (laughs) So um, I found that quite good. Good. So no, good useful tip about pinning spot for the (laughs) And so the final question of of the Miles Bear, the 10, and we thank you as I say so much for your time and stuff. It's a fun question, really. uh, We do it to uh, try and get a little bit of insight into you as a personality. Uh, So what's your favorite movie? <laughs> so I think this is going to be quite embarrassing, but um, I'm just a very nostalgic sort of person. So I'm just going back to my childhood and Sound of Music. That's it. <laughs> yeah, cool. Oh, cool. We won't ask you to sing, so don't worry, Madeline. No, I'm not going to sing. But um, it's also it's based on a true story, and the book's quite different. And right. it's uh, this family had a really amazing um, story uh, mm. fleeing the the Nazis and emigrating to America and all sorts. Anyway, it's a great film in my opinion and it's based on a good story. <laughs> right, cool, cool, fantastic. So appreciate that and stuff. So thank you, I really want to thank you, Madeline, for, for taking the time today and uh, as I say, one of the many spinning plates uh, to share your thoughts and ideas uh, and some tips. And there's certainly have been, I think, some really useful tips as somebody who's you know been an entrepreneur for a few years now uh, and how that can help uh, other people. Your journey of how you obviously transition from uh, full-time to, um, Running your own business is also a powerful message that, you know, if you believe in yourself, as you said, uh, and you get your network around you, you can uh, really make those powerful decisions. Uh, And the insights and tips have been really helpful. I'm sure that those will help the viewers and listeners um, feel that they're not alone out there is, is what I would say. Uh, obviously, guys, if you'd like to find out more about Madeline and her approaches to uh, um, brand marketing and helping you with uh, your Facebook ads, etc. And as I've said earlier, I'm probably going to come offline and go back online and talk to you uh, at another time. The uh, <laughs> website's been strangling along the bottom, squarecircledigital.com, uh, and please do check that out. Um, is there any free resources on your website that's worth going? Is there any ebooks you have that people can download or just reach out to you and, and, and make, a, make a connection? It's probably- I'm afraid there is not nothing downloadable but um yeah i'm always happy to kind of make connections make friends so to speak you know in the um entrepreneurial world or the marketing world so do reach out if you just fancy a chat or you want to um yeah have some advice even um i'm sure i'd be quite happy to share um so yeah get in touch on the website no worries um, i'll also put the link um into the comment boxes on facebook and uh, youtube so anybody coming to see this afterwards can find it as well so again once again thank you uh, so much for your time madeline so Thanks i wanted for to having thank- me I wanted to thank, obviously, all the listeners and viewers of this episode of A Miles Better Conversation. We'd love to hear your thoughts and comments, as well as perhaps sharing this conversation on your social media feeds as well. We'd love you to check back soon for the next episode. I think the next episode's in a couple of weeks' time um, as we look to interview more people from around the world. Of course, if you, a viewer, would love to be on the hot seat, uh, then for the next interview, please just comment below or drop me a message. As I mentioned at the beginning of the program, I'm making it my mission to be as helpful uh, to help as many entrepreneurs in 2022. Uh, and I do have an ebook um, because I can plug myself here. Uh, and I'd love you to claim a free copy of my, uh, it the camera, there you go. Uh, Counting is the language of business, a miles better translator. Uh, it's a 42 page guide on all the key phrases and words that accountants like to use that really as an entrepreneur you should be uh, fluent in. And you can get that by visiting letthenumbersdecide.com, which is also my showcase page for the uh, new course, uh, business course that I have launched. So we thank you once again, everybody, for your time. Uh, my name is Colin Miles, aka The Numbers Guy, and this has been a Miles Better Conversation. And I think 
that is it. Let's just close out with the video. And